Hi, my name is Nylee. Alongside my brother, Corey L. Scott, we are the co-founders of the Jasui Nylee Mutual Aid Collective. The major focus of the collective will be the Mutual Aid Fund and its primary mechanism is to provide financial support to black and brown LGBTQIA folk who find themselves experiencing hardship with regard to essential needs, including, but not limited to, food or housing insecurity, as well as health care and safety needs. The Jasui Nylee Mutual Aid Collective mission is to provide the resources to bridge gaps and provide relief where we can. If you are looking to be a sponsor or a contributor, please visit us at opencollective.com backslash jesuinaili-ma. Jesuinaili is spelled J-E-S-U-I-S-N-I-I-L-E-E. I can be located on all social media platforms as Jesuinaili. Hope to hear from you soon. Please contact us at our website listed above. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. I'm so happy to have you all here. This is a great conversation. I also have a great person helping me facilitate this conversation. And we're going to get into some things. I met her on the infamous Clubhouse. And I know y'all hear me talk about Clubhouse all the time. But this is one of the moments where something great came from the app. (laughs) I met an amazing person. And her name is Amber. Hey, Amber. Hey, boo. How are you? I am amazing and wonderful and so grateful to be here. How you doing? I, I am doing great. I'm so happy you are doing this episode with me. I am truly, truly blessed to have met you on this app because, you know, you've always, I don't know, I don't remember when or where we met, but you've always just been um, a, a very special person to me. Um, I've always loved everything that you have ever said or brought to a conversation. And I just always thought you had one of those <clears throat> amazing voices that just is very captivating. And so, you know, having conversations with you recently and, you know, hearing about your new endeavors on using your gift, I just was very pleased to bring you on this po- the podcast to have this conversation. I am... Um... You're making me cheese up over here. I am, <laughs> I am not going to cry today. Um, it has been a blessing meeting you as well. I'm grateful to be here to use my voice. It's been a journey, honey. Yes. Um, and so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for any opportunity uh, for that. We know Clubhouse is uh, ooh, what Clubhouse is, but it also has been a gift. And mm-hmm. I always enjoy sharing spaces with you. Absolutely. So everyone, so the topic of conversation today well, first, let's do this. Is this your first podcast? It is, actually. Wow. So you all you know what we do. We have first-time podcasters. We have to pop their cherry. Oh, oh <laughs> so I love it. I'm going to ask you three random questions. Okay. And the first thought that comes to your mind is has to be your answer. Wow. Okay. Okay. It's, I'm, I'm not going to... It's going to be okay. It's going to be good. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Favorite color? Glitter. Period. <laughs> See what I'm talking about, y'all? I was not expecting that. Okay, great. Um, um, what is your shoe size? Ooh, a women's eight and a men's six and a half. Y'all trying to give me some sneakers. And what is the perfect date night for you? Ooh, the perfect date night is really doing anything 
with the person that I'm dating, right? That I'm vibing with, um, my current partner. We could do anything together. So a perfect date night is always when we're doing something together because we are fucking magic. So it's always going to be magic. Period. I love it. See, that wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay, great. So Amber, y'all, is also uh, is pansexual. Mm-hmm. And baby, when I tell you she she gets the works um, in, in trying to figure all of our asses out. <laughs> and so I give her, like, kudos for, you know, dealing with every last one of our asses because she, she, she tries, child. And so that's <laughs> going to be another podcast that we're going to mm. bring her back on to have to talk about because I have not had a pansexual on my podcast yet. Come on, pansexual and, and poly and got their pussy. You know the three P's. Okay, th- that's the PPP. Okay, okay, not the not the loan, but <laughs> period. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So the conversation we will have today is called "Walking into Your Purpose," <clears throat> and the reason. I wanted to have this conversation with you is because, you know, you also have expressed to me how you are going into the, the, vo- the voiceover journey and, you know, really, you know, navigating this new um, avenue and venture to see, you know, what, what it leads to and where it goes. And I was, I'm so excited because, like I said earlier, your voice is very captivating. And so I feel, I, I felt like you are perfect for this topic because, you know, walking into our hurt into our purpose is difficult it's scary it's a thrill it's it's all you know it's exciting it's you know it, it has so many layers to it but a lot of us don't do it and a lot of us you know more than half of the people in America have gifts that they're, that they're just sitting on that they are afraid to use and utilize um, for any reasons, you know, some, sometimes people are just not financially able to utilize their gifts. Sometimes people are scared of the public perception or what the feedback is going to be. And some people are just really, aff- are, are so um, used to just being basic mm. <laughs> and just living basic lives and, and afraid to take that leap of faith. And so I want to have a conversation with you. I'm already feeling something in my spirit that this is probably going to be a two-part episode Mm -hmm. just because I have a lot to say. I know you do, and I want this to be organic, and I don't want us to rush it. So if we do do get to that, we will definitely give you all a part two. So Amber, um, you know... As I stated, you know, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling to, to know that you are firmly walking into your purpose. Feet planted, you are there, everything's solid. You you have that, you, you you're 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 stable, you know what's happening, you know what the possibilities of what can come from it, and just knowing that. But some people haven't even got to the point where they're they're they can even um fathom stepping out, you know, into their purpose, let alone having their feet planted there. So I wanted to to ask you, like, so what are your thoughts on, you know, first of all, this conversation, um, your own personal views and, you know, what you, people you may know, I know you probably know people who like, girl, why aren't you, why aren't you not doing nothing with that? And so just what are your thoughts just overall on people in general or yourself just walking in, in your purpose? Ooh, um, I love this topic. Yes, 
absolutely to this. It's why I agreed. Um, I feel like it's such a layered one, though. Mm -hmm. um, I think purpose uh, is broader than like your job, right, or your career. Like it is really a part of who you are, like what makes you tick, what drives you, right? And it's it's knowing knowing your purpose is so deeply rooted in knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. Like really who you are, like knowing who you are authentically, right? Discovering your gifts naturally, how you flourish in the very essence of you. And and you named very powerful things, right? People are, are sometimes people are content with being basic. I think in the world that we, you know, live in, right? To be able to truly be who you are is, um, ooh, it's, it's work, right? And it's rough. And some people don't have the privilege of doing that don't take that space to be able to do that, whatever it is, um, to be able to find your purpose for me, I feel like you got to get in there with you, like who you are. Um, so you're, you can be planted in it, but for me, I'm rooted in my purpose. Mm. Like that is, I, I'm rooted in that and my intentions. Um, you mentioned my, my voice over journey. Um, that is a new one. I've been in the season of like, Oh, I, using my voice intentionally. I've always used it. I've always, excuse me, performed in like plays, right? I've been uh, in church performances. I've had to give speeches. I am a facilitator. I, I do that now. I, I'm a coaching um, trainer. So I facilitate. People hear my voice and have been hearing my voice all my life. And I'm in the season of the like last three years um, going through a process of like feeling like I lost it or stepping into a new way of using my voice. So now I'm like, oh, like it's time. And so this uh, iteration of the voice coach journey, the voice acting journey is like another iteration of using my gift of using and knowing what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it consistently unfolds through different seasons. Um, and now I'm so deeply connected, like rooted in what my purpose is. And it is to use my voice. And so I have other purposes, right? But it is it shows up in everything in every way and what I'm doing. So it, it is not just at work or at school or in this place. My purpose shows up in, in my very essence of who I am. Yes, I love that. I love that. I love how you said it's, you know, this is a multi-layer conversation. You know, what is purpose? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, what what's very interesting is I think that you know, when we look at certain stars like a Beyonce and, you know, we we saw her journey and how her parents invested and, and, and invested everything into, you know, making her a star because they saw the talent and she saw what her parents was doing and she drove that and she was planted. Beyonce was planted very early. But then there are people who don't have that support system like a Tarashi P. Henson who said, you know, I have $50 in my account and I'm going to drive to LA with my child and I'm going to audition and make something happen and live out of my car <clears throat> and look where she is and look what happened to her at a, at a later age in life in her forties. And then we look at the Tyler Perry who was living in his car and you know, people wrote the, and, the, and they were trying to buy Medea from him and write him a check. And he said, no, I don't want your check. And he just kept doing his shows. And, you know, now is a billionaire. Now I have many problems with Tyler Perry, but I have to, <laughs> I have to respect that he believed enough in himself to know that he was worth more 
than what they were trying to give him. So when I look, when I look at those three individuals, and of course there are more, their journeys, their journeys were all different. Mm-hmm. And their journeys were different at different ages and different stages in their life. I think one of the main, the many problems with that people have with walking in your purpose, they feel as though is that you have to be a certain age to start. And if you're not at that age, then there's no, you're no longer capable of walking in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and that's, that's, um, that, that was something that, was a part of my journey. I've been, you know, in theater, I've been doing all these things for so long. But when I was in high school, I didn't think I could go to college for performing arts. Like, what am I going to do with this degree? What am I going to do after this? You know, I was afraid. So fear was one of the, was the main reason why I did not walk in my purpose of doing uh, of performing because of living in poverty and not thinking that I w- would be able to come out of that. And so I do uh, feel as though that fear plays a, a large part in the reason why a lot of people don't walk in their purpose or feel as though they they can't even take that risk. And just, you know, what are your thoughts? Mm, I, de- I definitely agree. I think fear absolutely holds people back but i before you before you can fear something you have to like identify it mm. right and so for a lot of people i don't necessarily know that it, it's fear of walking within their purpose i think you can name that explicitly like you knew what your purpose was though and so that's the that's, that's true the, that's, that's true. the thing you knew what it was and so you you could see the possibilities right but the fear absolutely like what am i going to do with this I think before you even get to like being fearful of it or walking in it, you have to know what it is, right? And because everybody's path in their purpose is going to be different, right? Some people's are um, in the in the sense like what you said, like you your purpose is to perform, right? And so you there there can be um, ways you can access that, right? You know what performing does for you, right? I think that's what got you there but to be able to figure out your purpose and even walk in it you have to like nurture it tend to it water it like see it blossom but you have to know what it is so a lot of people aren't even identifying their purpose to begin with Mm -hmm. yeah so like we have to identify it Mm -hmm. in order to know the importance of it nurture it so we can walk in it Mm -hmm. because if you really think about it you're not going to walk firmly in something that you don't believe in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm, am I wrong? You know, I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. it, like if you're firmly wanting to, wanting to go on this journey and believe in it, you, like, you have to believe in it. You like, do. I, I, I'm not going to walk in something like I, like, I know I'm not, you know, there's certain things I know I'm not, like, I'm not going to go try to be a chef. <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm, that's just not my ministry. I'm not going to firmly plant myself in that and really go for that when I know that that's not something that I'm good at. But what I know I am good at, and I be- truly believe in it, I can walk firmly in that. And honestly, if you if you do that, fear probably will definitely be a backseat. Will take a backseat. So how so? How do we discover our purposes? 
Like, how do you discover what your purpose, your true purpose is? Because we can have so many things that we love to do that we like to, you know, invest in, yada, yada. But how do you really discover what your true purpose is or identify it? Excellent question. I think, ooh, I think, I think that people, your purpose can show up in different ways, right? And so, um, ooh, like you said, you wouldn't go be a chef because you're not good at it. Um, yeah, because you're not you're not good at it. But also, it doesn't. That's not where you flourished, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so for me, how I discovered my pur- purpose was paying attention to where I truly f- flourished, mm. right? And also, um, what the feedback I received around that. Right. I think give me an example. Give me an example. Um, I've been leading workshops and facilitating um, workshops since I was in high school um, in nonprofits. Right. I've always been in service based work. I've always been the big sister, the mentor. Right. The coach Um, always done that. And so naturally flowed in that have been called um, to do things um, to take on roles in different organizations throughout my career. Um, I've been, I've been poured into to be able to nurture those gifts. Right. But that's just, that, that is naturally, yes, how I've showed up. Um, and, and the, the catalyst for that was the work that I did, but I show up in that way in general, what I'm grounding in is knowing that I inspire people, Right. I am a coach. I literally am a cheerleader. I'm a Sagittarius. Hello. I'm the cheerleader of the Zodiac sign. Like that's my birthright. <laughs> right. To, to serve, to like spread my magic. Like I know that. Right. How did I discover that, though, was was by being in it and, and, and being open to what the universe, spirit, people around me were, were telling me. Right. And paying attention to myself. To, to where I grow, so, grew. So, yeah, my career helped me really discover it, um, but it helped me really be grounded in, in in the sense that I show up in my purpose in everything I do. So whether I'm at work and, and that's not a place that I necessarily want to be, right, because my, my purpose is my magic, my purpose is to inspire, is to coach, I'm going to do that at work, at the grocery store. I'm going to do that on Clubhouse with people I don't know. I show up in that in the essence of, of who I am. But I discovered that by being in it. And, and, and taking a step back and paying attention to, to the light that came out when I was in those spaces. Right. So what, and one of the, one of the things that I researched in, in all of this is, you know, identifying what, uh, what drives you and what excites you the most. So what excited you so much about coaching that you knew that this was the lane for you? Mm. I feel like I've been a coach for many years. I tell people this in my workshops daily. I've been a coach for many years and I didn't necessarily have the language for that. So I refined mm. my practice. Um, but what, how did I know that? Um, I've always served, like I said, in service-based roles, being a big sister, a mentor, um, being a servant leader intern and having working uh, with multiple generations, right? In that service-based work. And the, the, service and and how I inspire people and hearing that the impact that I've made on people's lives um, I really started listening to that I really started being so grateful I thought I was like existing the same as everybody else like people would for years tell me like oh you're just really dope right Amber just one of a kind um, my network is far far and wide like people say like people with a lot of friends like they're weirdos I'm that girl I use friendship broadly 
right? Connections I'm, I'm coming to, to name. Like I have a lot of connections. I thought that like everybody existed like that, right? Mm. Um, I didn't realize like how big my light was. Like I, I can say that now with my whole chest, like I'm really that girl. Um, and that's my purpose to be that girl. Like mm. it's to be this light. Like I remember my friend telling me I'm a lighthouse. Like that is, that is me. Like I am a lighthouse. I, I help steward people, right? And, and come out of, of the dark and through troubled waters, um, through hearing that and just existing in that way. Um, that inspires me that, um, but, and helping people unlock their own, yes. right? It's not so much that I gave it to you or that I told you. It's something that I said inspired you to, to look deep inside, to, to really be able to unlock your shit. I love that, that, that keeps me going like continuous growth and evolution. Like I know that's my purpose. And so in coaching, I get to do that. Like that literally is my profession to be your guide on the side, to be your, your cheerleader. So be be curious. And and so my question for you is that, first of all, I love all of that. I I think that's all amazing. And I'm I'm so happy that people have someone like you who enjoy it because we do know that there are people out there that do certain, have certain, are in certain fields that are just there, just to be there. Mm -hmm. And you are invested. And so I, I love that. So my question for you is, did you see that growing up in anyone that was close to you that you loved? Mm-hmm. I, yes. So I was involved in a lot of church programs. Um, I had mentors at school. Um, I always shout out to parents, right? Parents are dope. It takes a village though. Yes. Um, yes. There are my aunties, right? My, my big cousins, like people that um, guided me, that offer support to me. I, I, I know the impact of, of who those people were on me. So I absolutely know that um, to give that back to other people is such a gift. Um, the people who have, I've moved a lot. I've lived in, in three different states. I went to college and left home at 17 and have not been back. I'm from California originally. So I've, I've chosen family is a real ass thing for me. And yes. I'm queer. And I'm queer. So, so um, that, like the queer community, my communities away from home, my, my chosen family, um, they have poured into me. They have, have shown up as, as big sisters, big brothers, big cousins, right? Um, and, and so I, that, it's my duty to give that back. That inspires me to give that back. And to be able to do that professionally and personally is like, it's gold. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it's interesting that you saw this as a child. You saw, there are people who basically were planting the seed in you to really, to really, you know, do this and pour, to be able to be at the place you are now to be able to pour into others and to enjoy what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, there are not many people who can say that they enjoy the work that they do because the work involves their purpose. Mm. And I love that you're able to do that. And I, so I think that that's, it's interesting. And the, the reason I asked you that about did you see this you know as a child is because I feel like a lot of people who do have these gifts that they are um, uh, achieving or whatever that so they they experienced it at an early age they experienced someone um, pouring into them or at least trying to position them um, to have this um, instilled within them. And I was also one of them 
girl, we're gonna go on a tour real quick in my house because I hear a noise. And my podcast listeners, y'all know I podcast from home. So I'm just trying to see, child, what's going on? Make sure everything's okay. Because I don't know if they're doing work outside or what, child. Okay. That baby said, let me go investigate. I see. Yeah, I see something. Something going on. They're whipping up some carpet in the hallway. So I just had to listen because, child, I heard a noise. And I just wanted to know if I needed to, you know. (laughs) Evacuate. (laughs) Evacuate. Or, you know, get something out. But anyways, so when I was a child, um, a lot of people don't know this, but my grandmother, um, she saw something in me. She saw something in me that I was going to be very creative. Um, Yes, I talked a lot. When I stopped talking, I love to talk. (laughs) But she saw something in me at a very early age because I gave my first, I did my first um, solo at church when I was five years old um, and I did I used to do the Martin Luther King speeches at my church every year on Martin Luther King Day my church would uh, observe you know a special day to do like Martin Luther King stuff you know like on a Saturday or something like that and I would do the entire I have a dream speech starting when I was six years old Wow! and that's a long ass speech <laughs> And I did it by memory. You better what you did said. I, I did. I did the entire speech by memory. How old you was? I, I was. I you? was six. I was okay. six. I started hmm. when I was six, seven years old, and my grandmother prepared me for that. My grandmother saw something in me, and it started when we would watch movies, and we would watch movies, and I would act out certain scenes that I see in a movie, or I would get up and start acting out the scene off memory immediately. And my grandmother noticed that. And she said, "We're," I, and she invested in me. Like I did, I, she took me, my grandmother used to take me to commercial shoots. Um, I, I, she took, she, she would um, have me act out scenes. For instance, the biggest scene I ever acted out well, constantly was hard on nights. Mm-hmm. And I would be, she uh, had me be Della Reese. And the reason she had me do Della Reese because my cousin, my cousin who was a female, she didn't want to do it. She didn't have the the she didn't have the umph in her to play the Della Reese character from Harlem Nights. But my grandmother knew I did, and so me and my cousin would act out the whole scene with "Oh, you shot me in my pinky toe." Like we would do that entire outside scene, and my grandmother would have us do it and watch us and you know, let, let us curse and everything. She's like, I don't know, act out the scene, act it out. <laughs> and I was, I was very young because first of all, Harlem Nights came out of, in a, like I was, that came out in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. So, and I was born in 86. I had to be like at least around five or six years old. And my grandmother saw something in me and she kept having me do that. So every, when it came time for there to be any speeches, um, you know, with Easter, you know, our church, black churches are, there's always an Easter speech. I would I would be the kid with the longest Easter speech. It would be everyone that get up on stage and say, Jesus resurrected. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus wept. Right. Jesus wept. But I would get up and I would have the longest Easter speech. And my grandmother would practice with me. She would practice. She would practice. And, you know, my, I lost my grandmother at an early age. I was 12 when I lost my grandmother. Mm. And I do believe that 
if my grandmother would have still been in my life to keep pouring into me as I reached the more the more uh, difficult ages of my life to navigate, which were junior high and high school, I, I do believe that I would have probably definitely, I, I definitely would be on Broadway right now. I, I'll be completely honest. But when I lost the person, and saying all that, I know it was a long story, but in saying all it was that- It a beautiful I, I, story. Oh, thank you. I lost, I lost the person who was the main, my main cheerleader who poured into me. And because I lost her, I did not have that. I lost my support system when I lost my grandmother. And even knowing I still love to act, I still loved to sing. I didn't. I didn't go to the auditions at school because I. Who, who's going to help me? You know, I didn't feel as though I was worthy enough. And I forgot how. And in those moments, that's when I realized that I missed my grandmother the most because she was always the one in every school, play, musical, whatever I did, Black history program. If I didn't sign up, she had already signed me up. You know, she had already picked out an outfit for me to wear. So I, I and, and losing that support, it, 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 it my life did, my, I, I got scared. The fear came. I wasn't afraid before mm-hmm. when I had my grandmother with me. I was never afraid to sing in front of hundreds of people or perform in front of people. But when I lost her, the fear started coming in. I started to doubt myself. And yes, I still pursued it in high school. I still pursued drama. I still performed. But I know I did not do it to the best of my ability because of because I was afraid and because I did not have that support system. Yeah. And so it was a blessing to hear you say that you had the village, you had people really pour into you and it and throughout your entire life to get you to where you are now, to be able to, to walk so firmly in, in your coaching and in your ins- inspiring others. And so I just, I, I just, I know this wasn't on the, on the list of things to talk about, but I, I just had to say that because it dawned on me that that was losing her losing my biggest support system at the age that I lost her, it was it was difficult to navigate moving forward um with my passion not having her not having my biggest cheerleader. Let me let me say this because that is that is so you you highlighted the importance of like that that community, that village, that person, right? You you lost your cheerleader and that impacted you deeply, right? Mm-hmm. So I had that. I didn't know that that's what it was though. Mm. Right. I I I I have um I was blindly, I guess I'll say, walking in my purpose, right? I didn't, I didn't identify at that as what I was doing, right? I knew I was good at it. I knew people would, would tell me this. I, I can tell you today what my purpose is so clearly, mm-hmm. right? And I have always done things that have aligned with it, absolutely. Um, but it, uh, up until recently, in the last, I'll say, you know, pandemic years, last three, four years was when I, like, got it. Right. When I, but and that was because I had to go very deep and introspective. Right. into who the fuck am I? Right. Right. Um, and that's that work. Right. So you the, the support is, is so imperative that you named and, and you it, it 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 you didn't even have any fear. Right. Your grandmother uplifted you, empowered you, let you know you were going to do this. It, you didn't have time to be afraid of it. Right. And then you lost that. 
and then you were afraid, right? You didn't have that anymore. Um, but you knew, you knew what it was. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you knew what it was. So often I think that we don't necessarily listen, right? Yeah. We can listen to what, what is being told to us, right? What, what is, what, what is, is this showing me? Right. And so, right. so up until recently, like I said, the last three, four years, mm. it was, it's, I've been able to name it and name it clearly. And, and I can draw you the story now, right? I can narrate and tell you from, from childhood to now, right? This has always been the journey. I didn't know that's what it was. I know when I was younger, I didn't never really know what I wanted to do. Um, I'm sure I wanted to be a lawyer to like argue with people at one point. In time, Me too. Right. Cause that's what it was. You know, I'm, I'm gonna argue you down. Um, but after that, like I didn't necessarily, my career path always been aligned. Like I said, I didn't know that though. I just knew I didn't want to think that entice me about, um, certain structures, right? I knew it'd been in service and nonprofit and fluidity there. What I can name to you now was very different, like very solid. This is how my career has allowed me to do that. Um, but I didn't know those people were pouring into me. And then I started listening. People have been telling me I should be a coach for years, my friends, my my employees, I've been a manager in nonprofits for many years. And they'd be like, well, you should be a coach because my management meetings are never just, okay, tell me about your numbers, right? Your cases, whatever. It's not just that. Tell me about you as a human. And and so I sit and I problem solve with people and thought partner with people. And they'd be like, you should be a coach. And I'd be like, no, girl, this is just who I am. Right. Then I started listening to it. And then I said, let me look into coaching. Let me look into that. And then a very good friend was like, you've done this work facilitate these workshops, have been a coach, have been, have been that. And I started listening. I started listening. So now when y'all tell me, oh, I love Amber's voice, all the inflections, it's powerful. Your voice is anointed. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, Daryl. I hear you. I hear you, God. I hear the people. And so that's how I can like name it and claim it and walk, mm. walk, walk into it. And so the, the fear doesn't necessarily not, it, it exists, right? When I said, oh, I'm going to go into voice acting. The things that could come up, the barriers, how can I break into the industry, whatever. But I know my voice. I know it's anointed. I know it's meant to be used in, in, in many spaces. Yes. But it, it, took, it took a while to get here. And, you, and I, you, I think one of the things I, I definitely want to name is um, your gift and your purpose and your passion around performing. Whether you are on stage, whether you are recording on a podcast, whether you are singing, whether you are on Clubhouse, whether you are driving people in an Uber or a Lyft, your purpose, your gift always shows up there. Always. Before I knew that you were into theater and performing, right? Like I, I, I got to experience what brings you, what, what you're like, right? So for the people who may be at jobs that they don't necessarily care for, right? They're, they're, your purpose can exist be, beyond that. And really tapping into who you are and how you shine helps you do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so much. And yes, I, I appreciate that. I really do. And I, you know, I hear it a lot. And I, you know, I think that I'm at a point now where I've identified my purpose and now I'm planning out and I'm doing my planning. I'm in my planning phase. And for me, the planning phase is you know, planning out what I'm going to do with this because I, I've i identified it now. And I, I have to be honest with you, there was times I, <laughs> wow, this, oh, when you, sometimes you're, sometimes when you try to run away from your purpose, it comes back to you. Mm-hmm. When you try to ignore your purpose, it mm-hmm. always finds a way 
to be to to come back. Yeah. And and be included in whatever the hell you're doing, even if you're trying not to. Yeah. I I, I um you know, my I, I've been in the healthcare field for a very long time. And with me, that's something that my family has done. And like I said, I went to school for it because, you know, it was never, I was never um, given the autonomy to really pursue theater or pursue music because I was told that there's no, there's nothing there. There's no way you will be able to flourish there for one, you're fat, for one, two, you're black and you're, and you're queer. You know, so the so the road the, the road is going to be extremely bumpy. Why do that when you know healthcare is, is always going to be there? So I did it. You know, I went to healthcare, and and that's where I'm at. But even throughout my journey of being in the healthcare industry, I've always ended up having people come to my performances that I work at that I work with them um, having me perform at like Christmas parties or doing something like my creativity mm-hmm. has always been thrown into my professional career. Hmm. And as much as I said, you know, once I reached a certain age, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to pursue this anymore. Like I'm, I, I had no desires to be the quote unquote struggling actor. You know, I'm, that's just not what I wanted to do, but everywhere I go, Amber, I kid you not, I am, it, it comes back you know, mm-hmm. to me, like when I came on Clubhouse, I had no, I didn't think that I would, this is where I would be on Clubhouse as people look, look, look classify me as one of the, the queer uh, elites. And I'm like, girl, no, but they like, yeah, you've done some shit on this app mm-hmm. that people, that people still talk about. And my purpose, I didn't know what my purpose was because I was afraid, but I knew that I, you know, I love to talk and so, and I love being creative and, and, and it's just, I find it interesting that I find it very interesting that wherever I go and any moment I've had in my life where I doubted my purpose or I threw it away, it came back to me. Mm-hmm. And so since I, since it, it, it the, since the last time it's, it's come back to me, I said, Daryl, this is what you're going to do. You're, you, I, you've identified it. Now plan it out. So that's what I'm doing right now, planning it out. And what that consists of, that consists of me recording my EP. Um, about about to finish wrapping up this script for me to record this film project. And going to do visuals for all my music. And, you know, even though it's taken me long, a long time, because, you know, that's another thing that happens. We feel as though that it has to be now. It mm-hmm. has to be right now. And I'm in the planning phase and I am appreciating where I'm at because there's no time limit on, on, on your, on your, on your purpose. Oh, say it again. There's no time limit on your purpose. You know, it can, you know, these things take, sometimes sometimes it happens quick. Sometimes it takes time. And I, I'm, I used to be the person who felt as if it doesn't happen now and it's never going to happen. And I don't think that way no more. I'm okay with taking my time putting projects out because I ain't gonna hold you. Some people need to take a little bit more time before they put some stuff out. <laughs> and I personally am just a perfectionist. And if I want it done 
correct. And I want it done to my liking mm-hmm. and, and, and to my satisfaction. And if it's not, and I don't care how long that takes. I do not care if it takes me another six, seven months for this EP. And when I release it in seven months, it's going to be the baddest shit that anybody's ever heard. Period. And I'm fine with that. When I'm done with this film, it's going to be the best damn film on YouTube since Issa Rae and someone's going to pick it up because it was done with quality. And so that's my planning phase. And I think that a lot of us, a lot of people skip that planning phase. And that's where I'm at. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be there. Yeah. It's a blessing. You also, you know, with with life comes lessons, mm-hmm. right? So some people can skip their planning phase or their planting phase, mm-hmm. right? They can skip that um, because they need to uh, learn more lessons, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes, oh yes, sometimes we we have to 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 jump in. And and it be fucked up, you know that that's fine. And and there is no when we think about like success versus failure, like there is failure when you don't try. There yes. is failure when you are at, when you never start, when you never discover, when you never question, when you never explore, when you never take any chance on it. That's the failure. But to be able to 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 try, you know, and to be able to jump in. You have learned though, and you 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 know the importance of your patience, the importance of nurturing what you need and taking your time. That is the lesson though. Some people have to learn that long and hard, you know. So it is never too late, and you have learned your lesson. You have learned the lessons, you have learned what you need to, so that you can pour into what you need, into yes. your purpose. There are a few P words I want to throw out there. Passion, okay. mm-hmm. possibilities. Provision, player haters, and partners. Hmm. I think with um, pa- uh, with with passion, we've already covered that. You know, we've already covered our passion, the passions. We- we've covered the possibilities, and and how um, you know how opportunities show up. Our opportunities don't show up to us in one way. They are doing some construction, y'all. So I'm, I apologize. I don't know what's going on, but. Fix whatever y'all need to fix, child. But y'all gonna be hearing that in the background. We, you know, opportunities don't show up one way, as I stated, and sometimes they come out of nowhere. And you know, you have and 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 that out of nowhere possibility. Sometimes it's is is really gratifying if, if you if you take heed and jump on that. Also. Um, you know, make it like I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I, I believe I, I'm not into religion, but I am into spiritual, um, you know, being spiritual and I have faith. And I am a firm believer that your gift makes room for you. Hmm. I am a firm believer in that. I, I, you know, and I do, I've experienced it. I, I, I've done it before. You know, there was a moment where I had lost my job and I was a full-time Uber driver and uh, the Ubering was good, but it wasn't enough. And I auditioned for a role in a musical at this theater company that was really big in Chicago. And I was sick as a dog during the audition process. I ended up going to the hospital 
um, that was nearby at that theater company after the audition because I like had like a really bad fever. Like I was just like really sick and I, I did the audition. This was like the callback. And I got the part. I got, wow. I, I got the part and it was, like, I had 26 performances and it was a well-paid job. And the struggles I had to maneuver trying to even get to the road, get there, like my car started acting, like it was just so much, but I never missed a performance. I never lost any money. Like it, my, my, my gift made room for me to still be able to do everything I needed to do, even though I was doubting myself. Hmm. And I think a lot of us need to you know, I, I've, I've heard people say it all the time. I'm sure you have, you know, that your gift makes room for you. And, um, you know, so, you know, just what do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> you said it like it, that was powerful. It, it made room for you. You never missed a performance with all that. And, and I think the, you name the challenges along the way. It's not to say that just because your gift makes room for you that there won't be challenges along that the way. part, right? That part. It, it, it'll be that, right? That but it is, it is the that willingness. It is that drive. Um, it is knowing that that was your your purpose. It is also knowing that this was um, you asked for this though. You, pr- I'm sure you prayed for this, right? So we we are or ask whoever the universe, right? You, you you did whatever you needed to do. You talked about. Um, the the importance of of staying true to that, right? And so and that pushed you through. But it's not to say it comes without challenges. So yes, your your gift absolutely makes room for you. And it's and what are you gonna do with those challenges? And you ate them. You ate them. You acknowledged that they were there, and then you beat them. And you was there every day, every time. Has there been any moment for you where you felt that? Yes, my gift is making room for me, but damn, these challenges are a little bit overwhelming right now. Mm. Um, yes. So, yeah, absolutely. So when I left, I left New York in 2019. Um, I left my nonprofit career. Um, I was making a cute little coin for where I was at, right? But it was New York, so it was really expensive. Um, and I decided to leave um, and relocate with my partner at the time. Whole long story for another day. Um, but when I left, um, I was working on a project for my organization. And I was like, well, I'm leaving and I'm the point person. So do y'all want to contract me to work for y'all when I'm in New Orleans? Right. I, I, I named it. I called it in. They said yes. The people said yes, child. They said yes to my ask. Right. I just named it. Um, and so mm. I, was, I was saying that that's what I want to do. I want to do more consulting work. I want to. The reason why I was leaving there was because they absolutely helped nurture my gifts. Um, I, same thing as you. You say you at your jobs, you've had chances to perform. They've come and see you. They asked me to facilitate big meetings and, you know, just bring my light. Right. Bring my my human centered trauma informed touch to, to to meetings. Right. All of these things, all of these opportunities. And I said, well, I want to transform leadership because I know that that's what's important. Right? I know the impact that I make and how I lead and how I work with people. And I'm going to call that in to bring that to other organizations. And so my contract finished and then I didn't have another contract and the pandemic hit and I wasn't working. Um, and I found a coaching certification program for life coaching. I said, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to do? But I'm still not really working. Right. Like I, I called in this contract. I said that this is what I wanted to do. Now it's over. Now what next? Now what next? What can I do? And it got it. I received an opportunity to facilitate. My homegirl was like, come on with these coaching workshops. You could do this. 
right? So seamlessly that came in. Um, but there were bumps along that way because I started to say like, well, what is next? What am I going to do? I, I, don't, I don't know about this. I don't know about this at all. And I was, I was doubting and there were challenges with that. But I knew that my, I had a gift. I knew what I called in. I knew what I could do. And that right. was the story about like how I started to lose my voice. And then I found it. And we'll talk about that on a part two. Yes, we are, y'all. This episode has been so amazing. We have so much more to talk about. Um, uh, just so you all know, I want to talk about partners and how the moment you discover your, your purpose and walk in it, you start to notice the people around you who are not supposed to be there. Mm. And how God is going, how, how, how God, you know, the universe or whomever, you know, you pray to puts the people in your life that are supposed to be there to help you nourish that. Ooh. So I, I want to talk about that. Mm. I want to talk about the, the naysayers and how, you know, that, that can be frustrating, especially when they are the people that are supposed to be supporting you. And then we are going to talk about, you know, the sacrifices that we make, you know, to walk to walk into our purpose. And so we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about those three, those three things and, and, many, and much more on part two um, with Amber of Walking Into Your Purpose. So thank you all so much for listening. Amber, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you all, we will tune in with you on part two. Thank you. Bye. Bye. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. I'm Ms. Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics, any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O, D-A-R-E, S-U, Darrow Dares You at gmail.com. Send me an email.